0: Hey, and welcome to this week's edition of the Rugby Report Card. Uh, with me this week is Jim. Hello, Richard. How are you? <laughs> yeah, not too bad, thanks, mate. Right? Yourself? Yeah, good. Good, mate. Good. And Blake is with us also, mate. How are you? I'm well. Enjoying uh, lockdown. I'm a little bit. Uh, how is lockdown for both of you? Good? Well, you say you're enjoying it. What's good about it?
1: Uh, well, Sydney's not really in lockdown, so it's much the same.
0: And Jim, how's your lockdown experience? Did I see you bought a car? Yeah, I did.
2: Bought a car last week. That's what the lockdown, man. Out buying cars, birthday presents. I've never been more active in in my holidays before. This lockdown thing is an absolute myth, man.
1: Look, all I would say about the the COVID and the lockdown is I'm not risking saying anything because if you say anything on the left, it sounds like you want to be locked down forever. You say anything on the right, it sounds like a crazy anti vaxxer. So I'm not touching it. All I'm saying is I've really enjoyed two weeks at home with my family. It's been nice. Absolutely. And I went
2: to Centennial Park. Centennial Park, there's more people there than anywhere. It's so busy. But you were exercising, Jim, though. Yes, you were exercising. No. Okay. I went there and sat down. Okay. Anyone um, else
1: get a real Edward hand vibe in this? In the in the burbs, it's just everyone's out in their little bikes. It's quite nu- it's quite nice, really.
0: Not really, no. no. Do they no. pull you over and be like, "Where are you going?" There was police horses out down my way, the other way, making sure everyone was moving on and not, not sitting around and doing bugger But roll. not
2: like getting pulled over, going, "Where are you going?" Where you have to, because I've been driving no. all around Sydney, and my go to is I'm on my way to Costco. <laughs> Wherever I am in Sydney, I'm on my way to Costco, mate How's that,
1: getting moved on for being outside? That'll do me
0: Can I, anyway. can I say, to avoid getting a $1,000 fine or anything else Should we move on, on to the on. rugby?
1: Yeah, I'll yeah, push on Yes, let's move on to the rugby
0: um, Obviously the big game is uh, this, this week For, for our uh, love of rugby down here So the Wallaby team was announced today uh, What were your initial thoughts straight off the bat, Jim? What did you think? Look, nothing too far from what I was expecting Um, I'm just super excited
2: to see it. I mean, the injuries suck, but it's not going to dampen my mood about it. I'm so keen to see all these people link up and put something together. What have they been doing in camp thus
0: far? What was the one... uh, Who was the biggest one? Was it the James O'Connor groin or was it the MCL for Nick White? Was that... Was they the were they the two standout ones? You say when you talk about injuries, that the yeah, that it was probably most- probably
2: Jimmy O, Jimmy OC for me. Um, I, I was looking forward to seeing Jake Gordon get the nod. I feel underdone, you know. He really brought a huge energy level to that Tar team, and I, I feel like he deserved a crack. So can like, I interrupt, really is now, the Jim? best favorite. Yeah, I mean you
1: already have. I, I quite like Jimmy O. I just wanted that on record. I quite <laughs> like Jimmy O. Sorry, continue. <laughs> um, yeah, it was
0: Jimmy OC actually, Jimmy but- Jim- OC.
1: Jimmy O.C.
2: Yeah, hmm. he, I, I'm disappointed Jimmy O.C. is not there. I would have loved to see him behind that big pack, you know, that big cardboard pack. But it's not meant to be. I'm heaps keen on Lola oh, I just hope that Matt Tamir doesn't
0: play big brother and just tells him what to do the whole time. Is that the reason why he's in the team, Blake? Do you think, actually, to give him guidance, support? Uh, obviously, the pick of Gordon suggests territory, kicking game, etc. which gives extra credence to the point why Tamu is in there. But do you reckon he, he will hold his hand too much? What yeah, nine,
1: 9, 10, and 12 is uh, it's a really interesting piece of the puzzle because I think, you know, Jimmy O sees out, Nick White's out. Clearly, they were first choice for 9 and 10. Um, and, yeah, maybe Tamu's pick is in the back of those two being out, you know, brings a bit of experience to the role, a bit of defence to the centres. Let's Paisami play a bit more of a roaming role. it would be interesting to see. I, th- I think what is interesting about the 10 and 12 is they were both horribly out of form. Um, mm-hmm. I was happy to see them both named. I think that, that the two I probably would have gone with, um, Lola Sio and, and Tamua, I'm, I'm excited that they're there, but that we can't deny they were both horribly out of form. Um, for the whole second half of, of the Super Rugby. Um, and I'll go as far as, say, Super Rugby AU and Super Rugby Trans-Tasman. Um, I was, you know, swinging off Lola Sears' nuts last year in the start of this season, but you can't deny he, he Probably in the worst form we've ever seen in his short career the last few rounds. Um, and, and Tamu are no better either. So I'm hoping those two find a bit of a return to form. I don't think there were many other choices. Mm, um, I, would say have, that. I would have thrown the toys out of the cot if they picked Reese Hodge in one of those positions. So I'm pretty happy with the, the choices. Um, we know how good they are. I just hope they do find a little bit of form. Um, Gordon, I think you're right, Richard. It, it really does tell you what Rennie thinks a nine should be doing um, because Tate probably was the form nine, probably deserved it but doesn't have Gordon's passing or kicking game. So it sounds like he wants more a bit of a, a bit more control there.
0: Yeah plus though with the game um, opening up maybe later on in the game and we'll come to the French team later on. That's an opportunity for, for, for a more of a running nine later on. Um, so I have to see what, what happens but uh, to, to that... your
1: point Jim um, I'm training, again. <laughs> Well I'm just keeping this thing moving. All right excuse me. To your point Jim wallaby training cam. It sounded tough, sounded brutal. A lot of the players going down injured. If you saw that interview with Rennie, he said he basically admitted that uh, the disparities of match fitness from players from different clubs was quite shocking. Um, And he ran them off their feet and half of them dropped like flies. That would have been such a good watch. I would have been very
2: interested to see who was too fat day one of camp and who who was a bit off where they should be. That fascinates me. I want to know which camps aren't working hard enough.
0: Isn't that a um, damning indictment, though, of the system? The fact that you've got to this point where you've played your entire club season and you're actually not at peak fitness at this point. You're supposed to be peaking for the, for the international season. Isn't who that do you reckon da- he was talking about? I
1: Speculate. I reckon Sittilecki, 37, showed up for the force, played a couple of rounds. I reckon he was out of nick. I reckon Rennie wanted to pick him, but he was out of shape. Yeah. There's some speculation for you. Any others? Go on, throw,
0: throw a name out there. Oh, the fact that he didn't pick him, I reckon Tupo might have been part of the, uh, the blame as well. Uh, I'm not going to lie. It's an
1: interesting one, the Tupo one, isn't it? I've seen, Fascinating. Because um, to me, right, he's, he's the first guy in the team sheet. No brainer. Uh, and I think, what are we just encouraging French and Japanese clubs to poach him?
0: No, but so i actually... player in the
1: Wallaby But then people online, um, quite rightly, pointed to some of his missed tackles, some of his defensive statistics. I saw on Twitter came up, and I think there's some points to be made about maybe his fitness once he's in defence.
0: But so I would actually argue should... the fact that. If you're an opponent right now, it comes to the 60th minute mark. Okay, who are you? Who would you rather uh, want to come on at that point? Would you want Al-Ala Latshaw coming on, or would you want Chupa coming on at the 60 minute mark?
1: Yeah, but switch that question out, Richard. Who do I want playing for 60 minutes? Who do I want playing for 20?
0: Well, no, I would say that. You're in your prime. You've probably got your best team on. Your fitness is at your peak. You're not tired at that point. Maybe there's a better chance to control Tupou at that point, whereas he's much more of a wrecking ball in that last 20 minutes.
1: Now I reckon that sells him short, but I reckon it's a three-game strategy. Is. I reckon it's a three-game strategy, this one. It's got to be. Or the other theory I've got, Mikela's forwards coach. What's his obligation to pick his captain? That's outrageous. What do you reckon about that one? No one's saying it.
0: I'm you don't know. That. You I'm don't know. It's outrageous. No, but I'll I'm go
2: down that. on record at saying that Tupou Pack's down at prop on the run on when the All Blacks come to town. Put me on record, Richard. Write me down there, please. There's no way he'll be starting off the
0: bench. Put me on record to say that he'll be off the bench. He'll be on the bench the first the first All Black game.
2: Well, you're you're keeping the record, so you write that down. But make sure you put mine down
0: too. All right, thanks. Man.
1: While we're on the it. record, can we jot down this back row? How good is it? It's going to be the Wallaby back row for the next five years.
0: Hopefully, mm. fingers
2: crossed. I don't know if Hooper's got five years left in him.
1: No, maybe not. Maybe. But not. I
2: tell you what is good to think. I was just looking it up, and I was like, man, it's nice to have some size there. Yeah. Mm. It's nice to have some size and when Hooper calls it a day, which, you know, don't want him to just yet. But, man, there's some size coming through in Couple. that seven jersey too.
1: Couple of big boys. Um, yeah, who, who's got pressure on him in this we team to perform straight away?
0: Uh, I was going to say BPA, but maybe not.
1: He's going to oh, France, uh, mate.
0: Yeah, I don't think he has. I actually think it's the it's the row, actually. I reckon it's the row. Mm. Yeah, I it's
1: reckon-
0: a good... They're the
1: least settled, right?
0: Yeah, because I think the fact is if they um, if they perform well together, if line-out functions, I know that, that, that obviously um, requires BPA to play well, but if they scrummage well, but more importantly, if they do the the grunt work around the park, I think that could lock them in long-term. So whereas it's you know, a position that's definitely not locked in for a lot of players. So I think if they play well, I know it's against an understrength France team, uh, but I reckon that could lead to a long-term partnership.
1: Jim, who, who's got pressure on them?
2: I reckon Jake Gordon's got a little bit of pressure on him. Um, I don't think Tate's too far behind him, but um, I reckon he'll be playing with with that hanging over his head. And I know Tom Banks is the only fullback running around, but every time Rennie chats, mate, he's laughing Kellaway. I don't know what the Rello is there, but he's always saying how good he's trained, how good he is. So maybe the back three, back three got some haunting them.
1: Yeah, I reckon Tom Banks as well. I reckon he's just that—he's that one bloke that every time he gets a Wallaby jersey, unless he plays out of his skin, people are questioning whether he belongs there. I'd love to see him perform, mm. um, and really make that fifteen his own. Yeah, um, I feel like he's a bloke that always has that pressure on him, isn't
2: he? Yeah, but there's no one barking up the rear, you know.
1: There's no yeah. one coming from behind just to keep that pressure up. Yeah, it's exciting. It's an exciting Wallaby team. I, I honestly say I was bummed with it moving and all of that, but. Um, lockdown has only increased my appetite for this game. I oh, cannot yeah. freaking wait. That's, that's what March. I was
2: saying the other day when the, it came out like 10 tests in three days or three tests in 10 days, whichever one it is. I was like, that's too much, man. They can't be doing that. But now we're all in lockdown. It's not enough. Yeah. I'm sitting here bored. Throw it on. Let's do it. Play a fourth. And I don't even mind it. Cause the French team, the French team, Richard, you're yellow, right? The French team. You're um. They're, they're sending. Who are they? Sending a pack of bums down.
0: Well, to be fair, it's it's one of these things where I would normally agree with you and say, yeah, they're they're a pack of bums. They've not got that that greater team. They're missing players like Dupont, Entomac, Thomas, Fiku. They're missing lots of players. You're but, reading, aren't you? No, mate. <laughs> um, I actually uh, England played France probably their second team third team last year and and they ran england close now i know it wasn't england's greatest team at that moment in time like we were struggling but england england are trash though i don't think that's a good taste no maybe not so that that leads itself to the fact that the wallaby team should put 50 on the french team so that sets pressure on you then yeah yeah look i want to believe it i want to believe 50 come but
2: i don't know man i reckon it's going to be a pretty ugly start as it traditionally is Look, the I'm fact, gonna, is, I'm that, go the fact is,
0: no, I'm, not, I'm interrupting you. But with the game that's been moved to, because it's now up there, the fact that they've only got to spend what? I think it's 24 hours. They come out, they arrive in Brisbane on the Tuesday, they play on the Wednesday, they've had no training in quarantine. Come on, you've got to put massive numbers on, surely. I'm
1: going to jump in here and say insert rugby cliches and stereotypes about the French. They'll be passionate, they'll be unpredictable. Um, isn't that the go with France? We, yeah. we just got no fucking idea. Just yeah, like got... to roll out. I've never heard of any of them.
2: Yeah, they got a decapitated rooster, mate. Just running amok, going this
0: way, that way, up, down, any way it goes. So, so you just don't it... know. So what is what? What do you want from this game, then? what would you be happy with? A C team, uh, playing a French C team. They're Mavericks, <laughs> as you've just said. What are you? What is your minimum expectation? I
1: I'll be frank, you can't put too much on the first game of the season. That's um, stop the avoiding of coming together. Um, to, You've to had three look, weeks. To look tidy. Scrum, line out, <laughs> defense, win by more than seven, and look tidy. Look like we know what we're doing, not clearly suck at line out, have an atrocious scrum, can't defend like all the Australian super rugby teams, not have one clear. You know, Australia always do this thing where like, oh, we've sorted the scrum, but all of a sudden we can't throw a line out. Or the line out suite, all of a sudden we can't tackle. I just like to see everything moving in the right direction um, and to win comfortably. So what I mean by that is more than a converted try. That's what I'd like to see. And hell, I'm going to go one further. I'd love one set piece try because I just love that shit. That's what I want to see.
0: So, Jim, can I ask you if uh, the Aussies win by eight, and they've defended on their line for, you know, for a long period of time and showed good structure. They've got a set-piece try. Blake's going to come on here and be happy. Do you buy that? Well,
2: I don't know. He'll find something, as he usually does, to bring him back down. But um, put me down on record, Richard, that if they if they win by more than seven, that I'll come down on happy. I'll come in happy, chirping. Yeah. But uh, I guess what I'm looking for is I'm looking they for... They lose, but fuck them. Yeah.
1: Yeah, put that down on Rick. Jot that one down, Richard.
2: <laughs> <laughs> i got a lot of notes here. A lot of notes. But I'm looking for exit strategy, man, and I'm looking for more than anything is the defensive structures and systems. I'm sick of this shit. Like Blake's already said already, where oh, it's their first game of the season. No, mate, they've played two comps. They've been sharing beds for three weeks. Figure it out. Come in there. You're a professional. Get the
0: job done.
1: Yeah, all right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just just wanted to leave a little bit of a pause there for you, just for dramatics.
1: Yeah, I don't know who any of these French cats are, but bring it on. on I the don't know, if, mate.
2: Couldn't tell, you, couldn't tell you a Frenchman right now. If you come
1: here for informative knowledge, for a body of work on these French players, we don't have it.
0: Yeah, all all but, I would say is that I re- did read this morning uh, that a lot of these players did play in the under-20s. And the fact is that they, they've won the last two under-20s. So... You know what? It might be a good matchup.
1: Actually, yes. I saw a really cool comparison of the – because it was Australia who played them in the final, was it mm. two or three years ago or whatever, and it was our 20 side versus theirs 20 side. And I think we've got about five or six. They've got about seven or eight. Mm. So there is a – you're right, Richard. That's a good point. There's a lot of talent going through. And that 12 mm. looks like a unit. But every time the French pick a big fat bloke in the centres, it never goes well for them.
2: What was that dude's name? Basta Rowe.
1: Yeah, he was a big fellow, was he? He
2: played four years too many, didn't he? But, um, yeah, what about the game? game's moving up to Queensland. We won't see any action here in the southern state of New South Wales, which is a shame. I was really keen to um, know that it was here.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, Richard and I were going out to the game.
0: Were you yeah. actually? Yeah. yeah you, you, you messaged you didn't want to come with us, Jim. What was all was, that about? I
1: was supposed to be in
2: Queensland. I was supposed to go up to Queensland. I should have left today, but obviously, you know, that all went down, so I'm free now. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Well, Thanks.
1: well, let's have a Zoom party. We'll watch it over Zoom.
2: But uh, yeah. we might we might see the whole series played up there. To be honest with you.
0: Mm. It's just a shame. First one and three, it doesn't make, it doesn't really make sense. At least you should play one and two or two and three there, mm. and then go down to Melbourne afterwards. But
1: it it, it just sucks, doesn't it? It sucks to the Sydney fans. It sucks to the Queenslanders too, because there'd be a bit of there'd be a bit of reservation going out to that one uh, two days after a lockdown with the odd case still in the community. Like if you have yeah. got tickets to game three, I reckon I'll just wait this one out. Um, and you can see that they're giving away some free tickets, buy one, get one free, to just get anyone out there. Yeah,
2: and the coverage on Stan is
1: front row. Isn't it? Front row, that coverage. Um, And a a bit of a bum for the French fans, because they haven't played in front of an audience, they were saying. Mm, Um, So it would have been really, really cool, but I think it will probably, and rightfully so. If I was in Queensland, I wouldn't be rushing out to this one. Uh, Rightfully so. I think it'll be – it's a bit of a shame, but it's also pretty awesome that they just got on with it and just got something done. I think yeah. that's pretty cool. I was worried that we were going to lose the game or the series or people weren't going to be able to move between states. Were um, they going to go to a party with the dragons or something. So Ooh. I'm actually pretty happy with, with with getting a game, getting to watch some footy on TV. You're yeah, going to watch a
2: series. Getting to watch a series. It's going to be excellent. I hope this shit doesn't go down when the TRC kicks off and we, they just play every game in New Zealand.
0: Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what will happen. <laughs> Cheers. What hopefully it will <laughs> be as uh, entertaining as the, uh, the the women's super rugby that was recently, No. Huh?
2: Yeah, the Wotars got up, did really, really well, the girls' team, which was excellent. A lot more, not as lopsided as it has been in years previous. Mm-hmm. I know some big scores occurred, but there were closer games
1: than they
0: were, which made for a great spectacle.
1: Um, yeah, what did you guys think of the comp overall?
0: Yeah, look, I wish it would actually be longer than what it is. You know, I'd love to see the growth of the women's game. Um, obviously, improve. Obviously, only having uh, uh, four, I think it's four rounds at the moment. Um, I think it makes it limited because we obviously we want to grow the game, the women's game, even further. But um, obviously, the the sevens is also doing well on the on the women's scale. So they've grown over time, and fantastic to see them go in the Olympics. I hope that go, that continues to go for the for the fifteen side as well.
1: Shame about the coach though of the fifteen side, Matt Tink. Mm. what's doing that was disgraceful
0: Mm. absolutely Um, i don't even want to have to give it any coverage really do we no
1: no really just yeah. you know he was our teacher richard
0: no i don't
1: no yeah he He was our rugby coach that animal um no really disappointing when you hear that stuff isn't it Mm.
0: yeah absolutely um do you want to move um, on to a new yeah, coach? Yeah, moving on.
1: New South Wales Waratahs announced a new coach. Finally, some good some good news out of New South Wales. And I think what you felt with this one is that local fans were happy with this one, from, from your club rugby punters to your Waratah fans. Um, here's a bloke with runs on the board. He's won what two club rugby competitions he's coached three club rugby sides who was his club rugby sides you know who did he win um, the comps with he it was, won it with Gordon didn't he yeah and then it was Warringer as well and then I think he coached at Penrith originally dude that's yep. respectable Damn. Isn't Damn it? and he came that. at Gordon when they were the, or not a wooden spoon Penrith get that every year but I think they were second from the bottom um, and within three years he won the comp with them. Wow what a story. Yeah, and he was coaching over in LA with Giddo,
0: Adam Ashley, mm, yeah. Billy Meade. Coaching, mate. They're just Dave spending
1: dollars, spending USD. <laughs> and they're winning every game by a thousand points. Yeah. Um, I think it's uh, it's genuinely really, really exciting. And I think he might bring a different set of eyes where he's not just looking at the academy and young players through. I think he's got a genuine respect for the guys playing club rugby. Um, and, and we might see a few call ups there that are deserved. Yeah. Um, how long with- does he have? I don't know, more time than you'd think,
2: I reckon. Um, if it took him three years to turn Moringa around. Gordon. That's not... Gordon, sorry. Give him, three, give him three or four again. I, I think what we're going to see here more than we have seen in the coaches that have come and gone is with a reputation like that, and probably the mouth to mouth from players, what they're saying about him is you might get a few cats who want to <laughs> play for him. You know, the Tigers have never really had a a carrot outside of being one of the most, one of the bigger cities, the more beautiful cities um, to play in. But having a coach like that, where players might genuinely want to play for, that's a carrot that you can sell a
1: player looking for a club to play for. Yeah, you're right. It feels not since what, Checker or McKenzie that they've had that. Mm. I think uh, also
0: that he he's starting from such a low point that I think growth is going to be easily definable. I think those tangible targets will be will be met in the short term, which I think will allow him to potentially buy uh, buy him a little bit longer in the job if there was obviously pressure on him as there normally is with a Waratahs coach. Um, what are they
1: say? Buy low, sell high, mate. He has bought very low.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, his, so I, I feel like he's going to he's gonna have the job for a while. I do feel sorry for Penny. I know he's got his job over in Japan and earning lots of money, I'm sure. But Killing do, him, mate. Yeah, I still feel a little sorry for him that he didn't get a, a fair enough crack at it.
1: The only worry I have for the Tars, though, is you're 100%. You guys are spot on in that, you know, he's going to get time. People might want to play for him. But all I've seen is they haven't signed anyone and they've just lost Jack Maddox, who, you know... <laughs> No friend of the podcast. We weren't too gentle on, on poor Maddox this year. But let's wind the clock back two years ago. He's, he's a genuine wallaby. Yeah. And they lost... Um, um,
0: isn't Dempsey going to Japan as well, did I say? Yeah,
1: yeah, but I think Maddox was just this week and he's 24. Mm. You know, at least mm. Dempsey, you can say he's had his crack in Australian rugby. Sure. Um, sure. Ah, it just feels like a terrible one to lose. Mm. I don't know, maybe I'm reading into it though. Maddox, he always looked a bit off it though. His face... Mm. He's got an off it face, but he does look a bit off it.
0: Yeah. (laughs) But doesn't that give credence to your point that he might, because there's extra spots available, he might go a little bit left field and make some great choices instead, rather than having, having to pick, you know, Maddox at 15 because he's been there and they've spent money on him. I don't know.
1: Yeah, it'll be interesting. And look, I'm sure you guys read the stories about how shafted Penny got, how the TARS told him to not spend any of his budget. He stayed 300, 400K under. Mm. Uh, And then they announced a profit after slashing everyone's salary. I know, that's crazy. It's disgusting. But hopefully, coleman has got some coin to spend and the TARS. Mm. They they do need to recruit. We know that isn't the answer to everything, but Mm. they do need at least – Three to four signings to build that team. Anyway, moving on. That's next year. Uh, Did you boys see the sevens teams uh, announced going to the Olympics? Did I did see the seventh team, the seven teams
2: announced for the Olympics?
1: Big Samu Krevy in the the men's team.
2: Yeah, surprised me. Looks like the biggest unit going there. Haven't seen him play. Don't know if he slimmed down or his game's much different. But
1: does he have the legs to play? I I caught him last week. I watched that. Can I just
0: interject? You were never catching him, mate. You're not that quick.
1: No, I, I, caught the, I caught the games, Richard, on oh, stand, which is just awesome that you can watch them. Um, I caught a bit of him. He clearly isn't fit enough for it. So he played day one, rested day two, played two minutes of day three. Um, he clearly isn't conditioned for it. But the moments he's on the field, he's absolutely sensational. Um, he clearly has the power, the speed, and the skill set for sevens rugby. Um, I think they're just counting on him getting conditioned in time. Um, he, he was genuinely dominant. He looked like a beast out there. Mm. He just was good for 40 seconds. And then mm. you're right. He's a unit. He looks twice the size of anyone else. He's clearly yeah. probably going to drop five or 10.
2: Yeah. There's not a, there's not a human on God's green earth.
1: You can stop him one-on-one. So the offload's always there. Um, and then the women's team. Um, I thought um, there's interesting. Elliot Green didn't make it. She's been a, a staple of that women's team since as long as I can remember. Um, returning from injury, just obviously, just didn't get didn't get the runs on the board in time. That one shocked me. I don't follow it close enough, I guess. Mm. Um, and then the other one I thought was pretty crazy is Chloe Dalton. I'm sure you yeah, saw injured, her story. Yeah. Yeah. She's a f- gun. I, I genuinely think the Australian team is really to struggle without her. The couple of games I watched on the weekend, she's just a she's a David Pocock at the breakdown. Um, and it was heartbreaking watching her break a jaw. So. Good luck to the two Australian sides. Um, I don't think either of them will go that far, though. They're both both in really difficult pools, mm. um, and there's some quality sevens teams out there. Um, any predictions for the Olympics?
0: Very uh, hard
2: to go past New Zealand, isn't it?
0: I would even say Fiji as well. Yeah, absolutely. They'll, they'll be on the roster somewhere. Yeah, they're both just sensational, aren't they? Mm.
1: Who's right, going to New be Zealand? the dark Who's
0: just quickly, dark horse, either of you? Do you have a dark horse, but I just don't
1: follow it closely enough. I will at the Olympics. Don't get me wrong; I will be on the bandwagon, pretending mm. I know everything about them. You mm.
0: know that's in
2: eighteen days. Bullshit. Yeah, the Olympics kick in eighteen days. Eighteen.
0: Just for the record, I reckon. I reckon the states might have a bit of a uh, bit of a shot in the. Uh, I don't know. Just have a chance. They got some freak athletes, but anyway, mate. Mm. If
2: they picked anyone in the country, no dramas. They would mop the floor. Mm. Yeah, the athletes that they have over there. Eighteen days, they lock us down again. Mm. That's what I reckon. And Japan's only what two hours two hours difference. This is one you could get behind.
0: None of, yeah. of, London, none of that London shit. Oh, hello.
2: Jeez.
0: Oh, it's <laughs> a bit harsh, mate. I loved it. I loved it. I was living there at the time, so that's probably the reason why. Anyway. Uh, Lions team What are you and, and performances The Lions have played two games We don't want to read Too much into it The first game against Japan And obviously the first one In uh, in South Africa The other day yeah. uh, Big scores Especially against The, the, the Lions playing The Lions the other day And not so much Against uh, obviously Japan But lots of learnings um, That you can take away from it But I don't think We're any closer to knowing The 15s Would you agree? Starting yeah that's how
1: I feel I feel totally lost Normally when a Lions team Comes out You've got a pretty good idea There's a couple of Contentious positions who the fuck is 10, 10, 10 and 12 in this team, Richard?
0: Oh, do you know what? I think that 10's the, the biggest one, actually. I think that will be, be interesting because because um, you never know who which direction he wants to play in. Um, the back three as a whole is, is also exciting. I think even the Elliot Daly, we've seen him play centre a few times when he's come on. He's uh, a lot better forward. as a
1: centre, I reckon. Um, yeah,
0: they just announced the team to take on
1: the Sharks.
0: Um, they got Dan
2: Bigger at 10 and Elliot Daly at 13, so...
0: I like I, that. I, I like that too. I think it it, it brings um, Stuart Hogg in at fifteen um, as well as a as a shirt probably at that point. Um, Adams is 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 obviously done well on the wing. He scored lots of tries the other day. In five um, tries or
1: something ridiculous.
0: Yeah. The other the um, Louis Reese um, has also been scoring tries for fun as well. So there's lots of firepower in the in the in the Lions team. Um, but also like uh, Hamish Watson's been playing well. Played well the other day for the Lions. So there's lots of good performances, but. If you ask me to name a fifteen now, I, I don't think I would uh, be able to do it. Did Farrell play twelve for his goal kicking. No, I don't think he does. I think he, even in the game against uh, the Lions on the weekend, I know he's he's been playing in a not in a greatest standard for a while now for Saracens. But I just don't think he's in form right now. I just think there's better twelves right now, and um, and I don't think you pick a guy just for him to kick goals really. And a little bigger can kick goals, so I don't think he I don't think he makes the, the fifteen personally. God, I
1: can't wait for that series, though. I know this is the least I've known about a South African rugby team in a 1,000 years because there's no super rugby. Dude,
2: um, much the same names. And even looking at these Lions squad, like they're the same names that were jotting around at 2015 World Cup. Like There hasn't been that many come onto the scene. I'd say the
1: back line of the Lions looks like fresh blood to me. The forward pack is the same old fellas. How old is Verna Polo as a prop? I think they've run around. 28 to 29. If that dude's
0: not 60, I'll give it away. Yeah, he's eyeing off Jason Leonard's record, mate. He's the oldest bloke in the world. It's, I, I don't know how old he is, but I, I would actually say the fact that it, uh, when you see the, the, the pack picks, I reckon you'll be surprised by some of the names in there. There'll be a few Scottish boys in there, which haven't which they haven't been in there for a while. So Yeah, Finn Russell going to get the call-up to start, you reckon? Uh, well, it goes back to kicking, because you know what? You talked about... Um, Finn Russell is a is a, I think maybe a better ball player probably than bigger, but I think Bigger's a better a kicker than than Russell. Mm. So, it'd be tr- no, I, just I, think
1: in a tournament like this, man, you got to kick your goals.
0: Yeah, and I think also bigger's been awesome for his club side this year. I think he's been playing for Northampton. So it'll be interesting to see who they go with, but I reckon I reckon they'll go with bigger. Yeah. Any
1: predictions on this South African ga- uh, series? Let's get a little closer, I reckon. I want to get a little bit closer before I make a claim like that. But I, I love this line stuff, mate. And, that, and
0: that links us to the South Africa point. And just in a build on to that is like, I would actually, I have no idea what form these South African players have been playing in. Yes, they've been playing in Europe. Yes, they've been playing um, obviously in Japan, some of them. But that South Africa team is a complete... Um, Unknown right now, and we don't know how their combinations are going to play. But the biggest thing I would say is on their day, South Africa, in whatever form and whatever players they put in their place, it'll be a tough match. They're just so physical, and it'll be whether the Lions can match that. Yeah, if they're playing in a stadium where no restrictions, mate, it's a tough sell, no matter who you are. No, there'll be <laughs> there's, there's, South Africa's struggling with the COVID right now, so they'll be, I think they're playing with the behind closed doors, and they've even seen them spraying like the pads and everything, sanitizing them quite regularly, and stuff like that. So I think oh, it's that's a shame. I don't think but, it's going to be. From what
1: players. I've seen, the South African team looks like Dad's Army a bit. I'm a bit with Jim. The South African team is a bit dated. Yeah, but it's I, a bit. I, I'm, it's I, a bit
2: still running around.
1: I'm with Richard though. I just haven't been following these these teams. They're very unknown, and and the way they're going to gel and come together. You know, I'll throw out a prediction. I, I actually don't know which side will win, but I feel like it'll be convincing. Mm. I, don't yeah, know, I want to go I don't down. Know, I don't know which one will be underdone, but I feel like one of the two will be underdone. I think the Lions will win convincingly. If That's I where
2: it. I'm leaning, Richard. Jot this down on the record. Based on the quality of rugby that I saw in the Six Nations, I got the Lions
0: in three here. Just, just for the record, I'm, I've made so many notes that my pen has run out. So I might That's, have to remember there's this the one.
1: The pessimistic palm who doesn't want to admit the Lions are going to win. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's all I'm hearing. But you know what, talking about burning out and overdone and whatever, then I don't know. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. It's just such an unknown because of everything that's happened. But. Yeah. Bring it
1: on, Bart. We live for this shit. Did you fans. catch any of the internationals on the weekend? I saw the uh, the farce in New Zealand.
0: Can I ask, why, why do you think it was a farce? And I understand, I want to preface this with, I understand putting on 100 points makes it a farce. But was that what, what made it a farce for you? Or was it the fact that it was just... The All Blacks didn't put a in inverted as a second team out or what was it that made the fast?
1: I'm going to go with 14 out of 15 debutants and the fact that they're all local club rugby players in New Zealand because mm. no one could quarantine; they had to pay for their own quarantine and the European clubs so the, wouldn't release the
0: Tongan it. team was the fast or the Kiwi The Tongan team. The Tongan was team the- is the fast,
1: mate. Right. I felt yeah. so sorry for those bikes. Mm. Oh, you can't play in New Zealand; they're told to play the Pacific Islands. Mm. That's what I wanted often. to check. They played them, they they belted them. Good on them. Mm. You'd hate them to run a third string team in a test match. Mm. Um, Just heartbreaking for Tonga. Yeah, absolutely. Disgrace for international rugby to let this shit happen.
0: It's just a shame. It was just situational, the fact that obviously quarantine was uh, uh, brought on maybe at a late date. They were a substitute for an Ita- Italy team that we're going to come across and thought they might have got thumped by it. Italy might have got thumped by it. not by that much, but uh, just situational led to it being more of a farce than what it would have been to begin but,
1: with. But let's go one step further. International rugby wouldn't let this happen to any of their main teams. No, you have a fuck about the islands. Oh, hang on. That's a bit harsh. Yeah, what do you mean? They just let Italy pull out.
0: I don't think it's. Just
1: they, a, if France were coming, they the they demand to have the games played a certain amount of time. Players are going to be released. The Pacific Islander teams, mate, they were just set up to fail
0: you. Couldn't you then say that they were given an opportunity to earn a shitload of money from playing against the Kiwi team? That well, that's, that money clearly, could be
1: that's clearly why they fronted up.
0: Yeah. I just think that's. I just a, don't
1: think they should be having to lose 100 0 and play a club rugby side to get some money.
0: No. I totally get that. But I would just I just feel like your statement about the fact that the the, IL, the use lack of love of the Pacific Island nations, I think is a bit harsh.
1: Come on, mate. You could pick a Tongan fifteen that play for other countries. That'd be the top five in the world. Okay. I'm not excluding Australia from that argument. Yeah. But like they they they're just set up to fail and, and this was this was it on a grand scale. I thought it was I thought it was shitty house. I yeah, don't find New point. Zealand for getting a done. No. Some
2: beautiful tries. Some gorgeous rugby. Yeah, absolutely. But they are never going to be competitive. Ever. No. <laughs> Until international rugby gives a shit about them. But they just
1: can't finance it. But they what, what would you
0: do? Yeah, what would you do in a perfect world? Like, what would you do?
1: Mate, I don't know the answers to this, but a really simple one would be change the eligibility rules.
2: Mate, if we're changing it- the eligibility rules, you
1: better get in shape,
2: man. <laughs> you might need a play. <laughs>
0: for Tonga? No, for Australia. No, <laughs> I know. I'm being funny.
1: Um, yeah. Look, I anyway, let's move on. We're not going to address this one. They're making documentaries about this, you know. We're, Are they? Th- th- three, three white dudes in Sydney probably aren't going to crack it. <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> but it's not good enough. No, it's definitely not.
1: Speaking of good enough, though.
2: Jim, what, what what do you reckon's next? I reckon the Japanese performance against the Irish, mate. What a
0: steadfast approach!
1: They play a different game, don't they, the Japanese?
0: But aren't you disappointed the fact that that you've kind of the last two games against when you lost South Africa in that in that game, you've then lost and you know lost to the Lions and then lost to an understrength island team? Aren't you a little bit disappointed by that?
1: Actually, I, I agree with you, Richard. People were frothing online about how good Japan is and how attractive their footy is. And I'll give you that. Uh, who's their coach? Is it Jamie Joseph? Yeah. They're sensational. Their hands, their continuity, their face play. Yeah, it, it is really pretty to watch. They still lose, though.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: And they still like to what's this Ireland's seventh-ranked team.
0: And it's not even their first choice. Yeah, like whatever it is. I just... I, 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 I want to love Japan and the way that they play, but I want them to be winning on a consistent basis to make them a global force. And I understand also that some of their players are playing in their local system, in their local competition right now, but I just want them to win more games on the international stage. Yeah, huge.
2: They're not really, the, the audience in Japan, and look, this is me making a huge generalization, but they don't seem that competitive. Whenever I tune into <laughs> Chichibu, they're, they're already, oh, they're, they're, just, they're just applauding rugby in general.
0: When they lose, oh. they're just, just as happy as if they win. I just say, my, my my pen started to work again. I'm definitely writing that one down.
1: Oh, that's a good one, Jim. Um All right, I'm not touching that. Nope. Um, well, anyway, well, it, it, it's been a fun couple of weeks of rugby and I'd just like to say, how good is Stan? Bloody hell, I caught the highlights of Romania, Argentina today. Wow. Yeah, you, you put the young fella down for a nap and you should have seen those Seriously. Romanian jerseys. Do, not- quality, what was the quality of the rugby like? Tell you, you what, not... Argentina named a fucking proper strength side and they won by, like, two points with a minute to go.
0: Just scraped through, hey.
1: Those Romanians, mate, they've been through. They've been through some shit.
0: Yeah. Are you, are you really struggling to converse with your wife right now that you have to watch Argentina Romania? I just did three
1: days without the incident and it finally came back on, so I was, I was giving Stan some love. I just wanted to say, how awesome is it having a channel in Australia, that is so behind Australian rugby that it's got every club game, every sevens game, every women's game, and you can catch the freaking highlights of Argentina, and Romania. They'll do it in a little package for you. I you know what that else they're shit.
2: doing well? Wimbledon. They're doing Wimbledon really well too.
0: Yeah, they are. What do you think about Wimbledon so far, boys? I love the tennis. I think it's it's awesome.
2: I love the tennis too, but um, I'm a bit sick of the main four. I want someone else to come. There's in. no,
1: but the four's gone though. Andy Murray, come on, He's just came back for some strawberries and cream.
2: Didn't he, he just he just comes to Wimbledon because it's just down the road.
0: It's the only one he plays. Um, I Roger. love the fa- Can I just say I love the fact he's just come to tennis not for the money, not for the gameplay, not for the competition, just the strawberries and cream. Yeah, <laughs> Roger, Roger's. take a bullet
1: for him. Who wouldn't? Um, but it's just sad watching him not win. Yeah, I swear well, to
2: God, that guy's been 36 for 15 years, man. Roger,
1: I think yeah. he's 39 now. Um, if he, how is he older than Vinopolo? That's what I want to know. <laughs>
0: yeah, sorry.
1: Um, and then Novak, God, you want to hate him? He's, I do, and, and no one wants to, I do to, hate him too. No one okay. wants yeah. to admit he's the best,
0: he's he the, best the best ever,
1: literally ever. No, nah. he's not.
0: No, he's, he's not, not the best. ever. No, it's a wild Rafa. claim. No. I don't want
1: to admit it either. He's got, doesn't he have more grand Slams than Rafa?
0: No, he's the same. And Rafa's
1: only done it in France.
0: Oh, that's outrageous, mate. He's won in all on every surface. Yeah, but once. How are we talking about this on a rugby podcast?
2: Wimbledon. (laughs) Djokovic is not the best ever. That's a
0: that's statistics. Statistics say he is, because he's the only player who's who's won every Grand Slam twice.
1: One-on-one better record against Roger. One on one better record against Rafa. One on one better record against Murray. Yeah. And he's won every Grand Slam twice, and mm. he's got the most Grand Slams.
0: Still not having it. No. I don't,
1: mate. I agree. Roger. Roger's the
2: greatest. But the criteria for the best ever is a, is a holistic approach, mate. Yeah, you
1: can't be
0: anti-vax. Yeah, you've got to be ever. a
2: nice guy.
0: You can't hold a tournament in the middle of a COVID. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's um, if you can claim this French Open, man. It's with an asterisk, you know. And good on Nick Curios when he is back.
0: Yeah, absolutely. He's yeah, won everyone back, you know? You know,
2: it started with, can I zip it? Yes, you can, man. The throwback to Rock DJ. That's when he had me. That's
1: when he had you.
0: <laughs> All right, to pull it back to rugby. Right, boys, quick predictions for this weekend. What is your, you said, I know you said with if it's over seven, but what do you actually think? So I got the, I got the Milwaukee Bucks in five. I actually don't. I have the Suns, but there we go. Um
1: what, what uh, about what about wallabies, wallabies, wallabies by eight? By
2: eight. Jim? 24, 16. I'm going double dig here. I'm going by 15. 15, 30. I'm going 38 minus 15. <laughs> <laughs> what
1: the fuck are you talking about, Jim? Well, so whatever 20, minus 15. 23. Yeah, South Africa, Georgia.
0: Uh Oh, big game uh, what, <laughs> Let's go South Africa by, by 10
1: I've got a smoky for you Romania, Scotland I watched uh, them,
0: mate Scotland
1: I Tell you what, second string Scotland No, they don't have too many bikes in the line, so do they
0: Yeah, they actually do, they have quite a few
1: Yeah, they do Samoa, Tonga
0: Great game What time slot's that? It's uh, 3 o'clock it's at the other mm-hmm. Wow
1: uh, Samoa.
2: Yeah, Samoa traditionally been the better team. Uh,
1: uh, New Zealand, Fiji.
0: Who's Fiji playing in that one? New Zealand, you just said. Um, New Zealand. <laughs> but, <yeah. laughs> I'm time man joking. Uh, New uh, Zealand by a lot. Wh-
1: Wales, Argentina. Wales. Argentina. See, normally you'd say Argentina with all the lines for out, but they look atrocious against uh, the Romanians. Ex. Ex. I think Ex. that's it. Oh, England, Canada. That's,
0: okay. that's your two. That's your two nations, Richard. It is. You're right. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It is. By the way, just for the record, England did beat the States this morning. You know. I saw that. Yeah. I saw that. The last nice way to finish on an England victory. All right. Excuse what about Eng- what
2: about the last sport we'll cover in the uh, the Euro, Richard?
0: Oh mate, I'm too nervous.
2: You I'm could. Too- this is something to celebrate. I reckon. I don't know the, the Danish. The, is that the they Denmark.
0: Yeah. They're very emotional, very emotional time for the Danes as well. They're playing for Christian Eriksen. Big, it's big for them.
1: Um, I actually caught the second half of that last game of England. They just put the Ukrainians to the sword. Uh, well,
0: what'd you watch that on? Uh, so I
1: like yeah, I streamed it just on the on the Dodge. Um <laughs> young fella woke up at 4 a.m. I was up, you know. Oh, wow. Um
0: game kicks up at five. You could have watched all of that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, is there anything
2: that
0: I can? Oh, this will be an off-record chat. Yeah, it is. All right. hello it's well, great to catch up again, boys. and uh, you yeah. Be good and uh, look forward to watching another you know, weekend. Looking, our uh, wed tomorrow, Wednesday, Wednesday. What am I talking about?
1: How yeah. bloody good! Hopefully, this podcast gets out in in your ears before then. Our plan is to do lots more
0: podcasts. I know. All right. Thanks, All guys. It right. was speak to see you. See you, ya.
1: See
2: ya, people.